everybody. Welcome back to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. Aaron is out with a lower body injury. He is in Mexico. Don't think about that one too hard. Okay. Hey, uh, this is a very special episode, not just because it's all about me uh, today or tonight, but because we're streaming to you live uh, from YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch all at once here. So this is kind of a first. Um, I- I'm, I'm excited. I-, I can't wait to get all the, the comments flowing in here. We've already got a few, actually. Um, Taylor says, before anything, I like the move. Uh, for Kapokokkanen, it looks like. Uh, Middleton's replaceable, having three goalies. Uh, maybe great uh, for the draft day. We, we're going to be talking about all that stuff kind of a little bit, little bit later on. I want to give people an opportunity to come in here and uh, get on the comments here. I see, again, they're kind of already going. No, Aaron is not on the guitar. That's actually our friend named Christian. But I want to give them a chance to come in here. If you've got friends, uh, other Sharks fans, whatever, that want to come in and talk about this, please share, retweet. Uh, get them in here so that we, everybody can be uh, talking in there. Boo, bring back Marshall. <laughs> oh, who said that, Aaron? Anyway, um, so I, I want to give them an opportunity to get in. So we're going to talk about the games this week really, really fast. Okay. So on Tuesday, it was against the Panthers. 3 nothing overtime loss. The big thing here was Jumbo. Uh, Jumbo coming back, playing in SAP Center for the first time since leaving. Um, they uh, had a nice tribute for him. Uh, before the game started and after I was an intermission or after the game, they had somebody who was interviewing Jumbo and he had said, you know, you had some pretty good teams and it was just um, very Jumbo like for him to stop the reporter right there and say, no, great teams, great teams. We had great teams. So um, just being able to watch that and see him say that um, he, it, San Jose still has a very special place in his heart. And it kind of came through uh, with him kind of correcting the reporter on that interview. So I was really happy about that. Uh, one thing about the Panthers, by the way, Claude Giroux does join the Panthers and the only reason I care about that is because I do want Jumbo to get a cup. And if this is one way to help him get there, then, uh, you know, hey, I've got a new team that I'm rooting for uh, in the playoff run here. If I'm assuming the Sharks are not going to be making it in. OK, um, Thursday against the Kings. This was a three nothing loss. Uh, let me check my notes on this. I wrote whatever moving on literally. So I'm going to move on Friday against the Avalanche, a five three loss. The, the five was an empty net goal. Now, this is one where they were down four nothing. Um, and you know, we talked about identity for the Sharks team earlier in the season and what their identity was. And, um, you know, sometimes they fell short of that. Like we won't roll over, we won't give up mentality, but that this was not one of those games. Uh, they battled back. Uh, they, they came really close. It was four to three uh, late in the third. And then of course, uh, Avalanche pick up the empty net goal to make it five to three, um, sealing the deal there. But you know, this was more about reinforcing that culture. Not so much about the points. Um, we kind of figured that uh, the Avalanche were going to end up taking this one. But uh, for them to not give up through uh, all the battling they did throughout that game, um, being down four goals to nothing uh, and storming back, you know, trying to make a game out of it. Um, very, very happy to see that. And again, um, something to look forward to for next season, building blocks for next season, at least. So um, <laughs> Sharks need to stop chasing games, Zach says. Okay. Uh, thank you, Zach, for uh, for your comment there. Appreciate that. Um, again, I want to ask you guys, please make sure if you're on uh, Twitter, retweet. If you're uh, on you know, YouTube, share it out. Uh, get some more folks in here uh, as we talk about this last game. And then we're going to jump into the hurdle signing. And then we'll talk about the trades, okay? Um, the last game here on Sunday was against the Coyotes. This was a 4-2 win. Again, an empty, empty net goal. Um, so the main thing to take away from here is, and I'm sure most of you guys know this by now, uh, Aaron and I have this bet that Noah Gregor is or is not going to score 10 goals or more this season. So watch the goals or less, I guess, because I'm taking the under. So I'm thinking he's not going to get to 10. Aaron's saying that he'll get to 10 or more. Uh, Aaron's also delusional thinking that he's going to get a hat trick somewhere in here in the next, I don't know how many games. 
but Noah Gregor does score his fourth goal in this game uh, of the season. So I, I want to make sure that people understand, like, I don't hate the guy. Okay. It's not that I have a problem with the player. It's just that I don't think he's a 10 goal scorer, uh, at least not on this team. So um, that's kind of where, where I'm at with this. But uh, again, I don't want you guys to think that I have some vendetta against Noah Gregor. It's just that I don't think he gets to 10. It's like the same thing as me saying, I don't think Timo is going to get to 50, right? Um, he has his place. He has a scoring touch. That's great. I think he's got his limit. And for me, Noah Gregor, his limit is nine and a half. <laughs> so uh, that's where I am with this. 19 games left in the season, guys. Six more goals. Do you think he gets to 10? Uh, throw that in the chat right now. I'm just, I'm curious uh, how many people are, are still with me because there were a lot. There are a lot of people that were with me on this one. I feel like it's slipping a little bit. I feel like some people are starting to feel like he's going to get to that 10. I see uh, Peter St. John with the all caps, Noah, uh, throwing the exclamation point at the end there. <laughs> uh, Zach saying that Gregor needs conditioning in the AHL, needs to bring up his confidence. You know what? I will say one thing about this. Oh, wait, that's prolific goal scorer, Noah Gregor, Paul. Thank you, Nicholas Egan, for the correction there. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I want to make a correction here. Hedekin had mentioned this, actually. So uh, apparently Noah Gregor is intentionally hitting the glass so that he can use his speed <laughs> to beat defensemen to the puck. I, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but we've seen him hit the glass several times. And we've seen comments on here saying several times that, yes, he keeps missing the net and hitting the glass. He's more likely to break a pane of glass than to break the 10 goal mark uh, was one of our, uh, I think it was Kellen said that last time, or maybe it was Nick. I don't remember. One of you guys, great comment. Awesome comment from last time around. But um, apparently he's doing this on purpose. He's, he's hitting the glass so he can use the speed to beat defenders, pick up the puck from behind the net. And uh, actually that was one of the ways that he got an assist in that same game was doing that same thing. He put the puck out to the front there and uh, I can't remember who it was, but they banged it home. So, um, I mean, if, if that's the case, Hey, Pedican, good on you for, for noticing that, uh, Sonic tonic saying, Hey, we, Hey guys, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, no, I love Noah, but I don't think so. Okay. I think Gregor gets two or three more goals from Isaiah. So I got a lot of people still on board with me here, Aaron. I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think I got this one in the back. I got the support of the community. I got the support of the statistics, Again, 19 games left. He's played 40-something, 50, I don't know. And he's got four. So uh, six goals, I, I just don't see it. Uh, no, again, nothing nothing wrong with the guy. He's got his role. It's just not scoring 10 goals. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. So uh, Brett told me the AHL is not the answer, but honestly, he needs it. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got some uh, – he's had plenty of time in the AHL. Um, he's had plenty of, of, of games under his belt in the NHL. I think he's just not hitting the net – strategy uh, strategy of, of hitting the glass aside if you will so uh there's that so again here let's um let's do a, a very early very early roll call because i do want to get your comments on uh the hurdle resigning let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit here uh before we do that again i want you to guys tell me what you think about this deal um do you have mixed emotions on it if you didn't know it was eight years by now this, listen to this number 8.1375 million. 8.1375 million. So it's 8,137,500. They did this deal down to the hundreds. <laughs> like that's that that to me is crazy. Okay. So anyway, uh 8.1375 uh for eight years. Is is the term too long? Do you like the dollar amount? 
do you wish we would have got prospects or or anything like that uh, instead? Let me know what your comments are in that roll call. So tell me where you're uh, where you're from, where you're watching us from. Uh, I can see if you're from uh, YouTube or if you're from Twitch or from Twitter. Um, so you don't have to say that part, but just the area, that'd be great. And then what do you think about this hurdle deal? So um, while you guys are doing that, uh, we have a, a clip here with uh, Hurdle uh, talking. <laughs> this is probably Super Producer Jason's favorite clip now. Um, so listen to this and um, see if you can make it out. But go ahead. Here we go. Oh, you know, I kind of lie. It was, you know, a lot last you know, month and and it was a lot of talking and and uh, thinking and everything and and especially over the last you know two weeks we got you know just a great talk with joe and you know with the team and and you know it's we, we can look like it wasn't like easy last couple of years but i think we already this year proved it we we can play good some hockey and and you know my heart was always here you know at home in you know, with sharks and and uh, i wasn't really like want to leave you know but you know you never know because it's the end of the day is business but i'm really excited to be here signed for for many years and be sharks but you know and and we talk and and i see still big future for me and i I, uh, and i can i think really help to the team and and we know what we have to do to go back to the playoffs and and i don't think anybody rebuilding here you know we know we need couple pieces and, and get there but i think we already really improved this year okay <laughs> so if you don't speak hurdle uh essentially what he said was um that they proved this year that they can play well um that he sees a big future for him uh here in san jose um he also mentioned i don't think anybody's rebuilding here which is uh interesting and that they just need a couple pieces to get back to the playoffs. Now, this is something coming from inaudible in the closed captions. Thank you, Super Producer Jason. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is something that the Sharks are kind of saying. Hey, we you know we'd like you to kind of um, say these things because we don't want people to be upset if we're going through a bit of a rebuild. But the the thing is, if they're going through a rebuild, I don't think he wants to sign there um, for for term, right? Um, so him signing there for eight years, him saying he sees a big future for him there and saying that he doesn't think anybody's rebuilding all those things kind of coming together. Um, it kind of tells me that this team really is not looking to, to rebuild. And we've already heard them saying this, but you know, sometimes they say one thing and they mean another, or they don't want to tell you something. I really do feel like this team's going to try in the next couple years max to get right back into that playoff picture. I mean, maybe even as soon as next season, who knows? Um, so if, if he's signing and he's saying he sees a big future, does that mean captaincy? I know Aaron had referred to this uh, in another show that we had done. Uh, is that something that maybe he's looking forward to, like taking on more of a leadership role? He's already got the A on his jersey. So, um, you know, who, who knows what it, kind of he's referencing there. But they've definitely had these talks behind the scenes. And for whatever it is that they were talking about, this is something that he decided he was going to bring up and and talk about with the media. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I see in the comments here a lot of mixed feelings, and I kind of I'm with you, right? Um, I, I want Hurdle on the team, just like a lot of you guys. I definitely want the guy on the team. You know, of course, fun must be always and all that stuff. But and, and he's a great player. But at the same time, man, eight years. Do we really want to lock ourselves into another really long term contract? Now, here's what I, I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that. 
he's going to get you know injured again with one of those knees, and then everyone's going to turn on him, kind of in the same way that everybody loved Vlasic until he wasn't good enough anymore, and then everybody kind of hates Vlasic. Um, same thing with Burns kind of now, where a lot of people don't like Burns, and it's like, well, he's he's getting old and everything. And well, yeah, but he's still an effective offensive defenseman, whether the, the points show it or not. I would hate for that to happen to Hurdle because he's such a nice, likable guy um, outside of being the awesome player that he is. I would just really, really hate for the fan base to kind of turn on this guy. Um, so I'm just I'm worried about those eight years. Um, not so much the dollar amount. I think the dollar amount is is fair, right? Um, we've talked about this paying players um, what they're worth, and he's taken hometown discounts before. And actually, this is a bit of a hometown discount. His value should have been more in the 10 million on the UFA market, according to uh, some of the I think it was the the athletic had put it out there. So. I mean, I think it's 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 decent money for the guy. It's just the term kind of scares me a little bit, but I'm happy to have him back on the team. Um, it does make good business sense, however, to have moved on, uh, traded him, got some prospects, got some picks, um, but the, the Sharks decided, you know what? No, we're not doing that. We're not going into a full rebuild mode. And that was one of the things that I had said too. Look, if they trade Hurdle for me, we go into a full rebuild. He's the last like piece that I really care about um, on this team that if you let him go, you got to start looking at everything else and, and moving everything else. Um, so let's see. We got. I'm just looking through the comments here. Um, I don't see the Sharks making playoffs soon. They're roughly 10 points out now. Problem isn't the top line offense. The bottom lines are non-existent. Reimer was the only hope this year to make it. Now, in, in a way, I agree with you, Isaiah. I, I do think that they needed another top six winger. Just a top six winger. I don't know if you guys saw, there was on, um, I want to say ESPN, I think it was the website. They had uh, Capo Kakinen, not Kakinen, uh, Capo Kako. Uh, he was a right winger, and he they had him in a Sharks jersey. Now he's a Rangers player. Um, and it looked like maybe they were leaking that he got traded. And I was saying, hey, that actually wouldn't be such a bad thing. He's a right winger. That's that's the piece that we need, I think. So, um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they're they're definitely one at least top six player away. But I agree with you. I think they're their bottom six. Their depth scoring just is not there, Noah Gregor. Um, so I, I would like to see that bolstered up a little bit more. And uh, hopefully that's one of the things that they address come the offseason. They certainly have a few pieces that they could still move uh, in the draft. So we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, Lundy saying, uh, I don't care who you are. No more than three years. Only exception is Justin Braun. <laughs> He can sign for eight. Of course. Of course, Justin Braun can sign for eight years. Oh, my goodness. You are killing me, my friend. Um, the Sharks have always lacked a bottom six forward group. Uh, it seems like that's that might be the case, but it's, it's also seemed like sometimes that their top six felt like a bottom six forward group. Uh, so, in, in a sense, maybe they needed a top six, and we already had the bottom six, but it just uh, we didn't have enough talent. So, who knows? Um, I hope Canada is treating you all, uh, Croft. Oh, that's, that's cool. We got some love in the... Uh, in the comments here for Zach. That's awesome. Uh, how do you sign Ferraro and Barabanov cannot sign both? Yes, Zach, you can. You know how? Because uh, the way that the way that the roster is set up right now isn't necessarily the way it's going to be after this coming draft here, right? So, um, and, and don't forget Meyer. You got to extend Meyer and everything else too. So there's a lot of things going on. They're going to figure that stuff out. They're going to move some players and they're definitely keeping Ferraro. I feel like they're going to keep Barabanov. They haven't made an offer to him yet, but... Um, I think that's one of those things you can look forward to because they have said time and time again, he's a big part, uh, part of this team. And I don't think they're just going to let him walk away. Uh, I think he's definitely shown that he's uh, a worthwhile forward in the NHL. Other teams will pick up on that. If he hits UFA market, I feel like he's going to get signed uh, maybe a little bit later on, but probably before uh, the draft and everything else happens. Okay. Um, Braun reunited with Goodrow in New York. Thank you, Kellen, for, <laughs> for, for putting, uh, 
our friend Lundy Eddie's here. That's cool. Okay. Um, Jake Middleton, the trades. Let's talk about the trades here, guys. Um, and we have a little infographic here. So the, he was, uh, Jake Middleton was traded to Minnesota for Capo Kakinen, a goalie. Uh, and he was also traded along with a fifth round pick. So we got a fifth along with goaltender Capo um, Kakinen. Now, Jake was drafted 210th overall by the Kings in 2014. He signed with the CUDA in the 16-17 season, and this was his first real full season. Okay, so, I mean, talk about getting value from a guy, right? This is someone that you didn't even draft, and if you did draft him, you probably would have drafted him 210th overall um, seven, eight years ago. So, I mean, this is a good story for Jake Middleton, right? For him to have... Uh, you know, been drafted so long ago, not really been able to get into the the AHL by the team that he was even drafted by. Uh, signing with the Barracuda, um, having a run with the Cuda, you know, getting his skill set up, and then having one season in the NHL and having multiple teams calling uh, for your services. Not only getting traded, but getting traded for a goaltender who is, I mean, a solid backup could become a number one in this league. He's, he's a young guy; he's twenty five, I think, is what uh, Kakinen is. Um, and they throw a fifth round pick in there as well. So, um, you know, great value for Jake Middleton. It's hard to pass this one up if you're the Sharks. Honestly, we have so many good defensemen that are there and we'll talk about some of those defensemen maybe a little bit later on, but, um, there's, there's kind of a log jam there and I don't think Jake Middleton is irreplaceable. He's a great guy. Um, he's got good value in terms of his AAV and everything else, but I mean, he's, he's, We've got other guys there. We are, we we're not even talking about Kanishov, who's been out all season. Nyatsev, we've got uh, Magna stepping in, playing pretty well. Malosh, Malosh, Malok, Malak, however you say his name, him, he's awesome too. So I mean, there's a lot of guys that that I think can take his place. Maybe not play as well as he has, but um, certainly he's not re- uh, irreplaceable. So I'm happy with this trade. I like what we got. And in Kakinen, we have uh, he's on the second year of a two year contract. However, he is an RFA. So for those of you who don't know, that basically means that the Sharks retain his rights. He can't just walk and go sign with any other team. And his value right now in terms of uh, his AAV is just $1.45 million a year. So if he re-signs for anything close to that, I mean, great value for a guy. And this season, 12-8-3 with a 287 goals against average and 9-10 save percentage. And it's not really a fluke because if you look at his career, 31-17-4 and, and his goals against average is 289. And his save percentage was 907. So, I mean, he's this season and his career in the NHL, they match up by the numbers. So he's very consistent. Um, I'm pretty happy with those numbers, really. So if he can play alongside a guy like James Reimer, who was not traded today, um, I mean, that'd be great. And I don't know what you do with Aiden Hill. That's the kind of the weird thing. You got this three-headed monster, and we'll talk about that maybe in just a second. But um, another note on Kakinen, I mean, he could start Tuesday against Calgary. So... You you may be able to get to see uh, this guy like right away it's tomorrow essentially get him uh, get him between the pipes and have a look at him so good stuff for sharks fans in this one here um, but so why acquire him but not trade James Reimer like Reimer seemed to be the guy that that was going to bring great value coming back if you were going to get a guy who can sit and, and play alongside Aiden Hill or Sawchenko if if Hill's out why do you need Reimer still right why not go out and and, and get something for him. And I kind of wonder, I'm sure they were getting lots of calls on them, but I kind of wonder if their plans are maybe trade at the draft for one of those three like to, to go out. Uh, or I don't know if if they have plans for Reimer to be 
you know, the number one for next season as well. And again, they're trying to make this push to actually make playoffs again. Uh, does he pair alongside Kakinen? Do they trade Aiden Hill away? Like what's going on there? So I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on that one. Go ahead and put that in the comments there as well. Uh, and, and maybe we'll get to that uh, after I kind of talk about the Cogliano stuff in just a second here. Lundy's saying, test him out. Zach's saying, three goalies, what do you do? Put Aiden Hill in the AHL? Yeah, that's where I'm stuck, buddy. I don't know. I'm not sure what they want what they want to do with these three. Uh, again, I'm, I'm assuming that there's a trade uh, coming because, again, uh, assistant GM Joe Will, he says, you know, they don't anticipate having all three goalies on the roster uh, to start next season. So, I mean, if you're not going to have all three, so e- either one of these guys gets traded away, which, I mean, I think Hill and Reimer both have a year left after the season. So if if Kakinen's RFA, do you trade Kakinen? Why Is that why you traded for him? So you, you could trade him away at the draft and get something? Maybe, I don't know. So um, we'll see how that one shakes out, I guess. But uh, so far, uh, we'll move one goalie on draft day, says Taylor, almost guarantee it. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, Hill... <laughs> You're going to Lundy Hill and Staylock for Braun in the off season. Uh, do they really need goalies that bad? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, okay. So Andrew, Co- Andrew Cogliano, sorry. Um, he is the next piece to get moved. We thought it was going to be cars. We thought it was going to be bones. We thought it was going to be a combination. Uh, maybe even uh, Matt Nieto. Who knows? Um, we've got a little graphic here for this one. Andrew Cogliano traded to Colorado for a 2024 fifth round pick. Now, if you notice, we got a fifth with, the Middleton trade. We got a fifth with the Andrew Cogliano trade here. Um, before I jump more into this, I'm wondering if Joe Will is going to do the Joe Will special twice and get four sevenths, or if he's going to pick two fifths, or if he's going to package those fifths together and try to get a fourth or a third or whatever it is. Because uh, we all know how Joe Will likes to take the fifth and turn it into two sevenths. Uh, so I'm really interested. I just thought it was funny that that in both of these trades, we got a fifth round pick coming back. So uh, he loves his fifths. Anyway, uh, Cogliano, obviously culture guy, right? Um, he was always going to be there for the short term. We knew that. Um, but, it, you know, it was one of those things we liked seeing him. Uh, we liked him on the PK. Um, he's he's good in the locker room, all those things. So uh, to have him go, yes, kind of sucks. And yes, you can expect the PK to take a bit of a hit here. But uh, all in all, I think it, it's a, it's a good move. Get something for him. Um, give him an opportunity to go out and get a cup. So uh, you had to move Cogs, the pick I am fine with. Okay, yeah, sounds good for me. Um, Aaron saying Hill was traded for a second rounder. Don't think they'll waive him. Okay, he was traded for a second rounder. Oh, we gave up a second rounder. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, it depends what's coming back, I guess is my point. We give up a second, maybe we get back a second and a something, right? So who knows? Um, a pick is a pick. Even a fifth has value. <laughs> Pavelski, absolutely, 100%. You know who else had value? Middleton, again, picked seventh round, 210th overall. And then we just traded him for a guy who could be a starting goaltender in this league. So, um, yeah, and the fifth is for 2024. That is absolutely correct. You're right. Uh, Pavelski was a seventh round pick, that too. Yes. Okay. Um, so, Andrew Cogliano, again, out, um, gone, traded. Uh, Matt Nieto going to be still, I think, injured for a while here. So, again, PK, expect that to take a bit more of a hit now that he's gone. But um, I wish him the best, and he's going to a great team. He's going to Colorado Avalanche, guys. I mean, he's got a really good opportunity to to put his name on that cup again here. So, um, good for him. Uh, we have some other minor ones here. Um, Nick Merkley was traded to the New York Rangers for Anthony Bitetto. I'm not saying that name correctly, I think. But I'm going to say it that way anyway. Bitetto. Um, so this dude is six, one, 
210 pounds. He's got 197 games in the NHL, 31 points, and 142 penalty minutes. So <laughs> now you had a guy in Middleton who is the guy that drops the gloves and is that that uh, hefty uh, defenseman, not, not afraid to step up, not afraid to be physical. That's kind of who this guy is. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be making a step into uh, the NHL for the Sharks uh, anytime soon. He was playing last in the AHL, and he'll most likely be depth and uh, likely stick with the Barracuda for this season. So I don't expect him to kind of jump into the play and kind of take over Middleton's spot. But I don't think we also need somebody to step into Middleton's spot. We have lots of defensemen who have shown that they can play at the NHL level. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of those things where I think they, they took a, a defenseman from the AHL and put them in the NHL, and now they're just backfilling that role. So um, Nick Merkley was a little bit expendable, apparently. I think he had uh, – gosh – his point totals for the amount of games he was getting close. To, I think it was like 0.75 points per game. He, he was, he was getting close. Um, so, you know, they're getting a really good forward there, but you know, we're backfilling the position too. So, Hey, good, good for us, I guess. Yeah. Um, last one here was Alexi Melnichuk. Uh, he was traded to Tampa Bay lightning for Antoine Moran. Now we don't have a graphic for this because the sharks never put one up. I guess uh, Melnichuk wasn't uh wasn't was it important enough to make a graphic for uh, Zach say Melnichuk was traded. Not happy because I was hoping he would uh, be the future goaltender, but Sharks did not develop him properly. Yeah. You know, I don't know that the Sharks didn't develop him properly necessarily. I think that they just developed other goaltenders well as well. So we take a look, you've got a kind of a log jam. So our starters, the guys that are going to be playing in the NHL, you've got Reimer, Hill, Kakinen, um, Sawchenko even has has had some games, but he's not going to be a guy that starts. He's already been pushed down back to the Barracuda. But even then, you've got uh, Emond, and then you've got Goodrow uh, coming up. He, he He's another guy that I think is going to be the future going forward, at least for the Barracuda for the next couple of seasons. And then we'll see where he goes from there uh, after uh, Reimer and Hill. And, and if they re-sign Kacken and after those contracts expire, I think he's going to jump right in. At least I'm hoping so. Uh, but this guy, Morand, that they got from uh, Melnichuk, he's a center. He was picked 60th overall uh, in 2017 from Anaheim. Uh, he's got 44 games in the AHL this season, only four goals, six to six for 10 points. So not really a huge uh, signing there, or, uh, a trade there. Uh, and Melnichuk seems like a guy that, yeah, you know, he, he could have maybe stepped in and been a starter uh, for the Sharks at some point. You guy had these high hopes for the guy. It kind of seems weird to trade that guy out for, someone who's got basically a bunch of AHL experience. But I guess, you know, again, there's, there's this log jam. They weren't going to do anything with Melnichuk. You may as well get something for him. And this is what they decided to go after and get. So those are all the trades that happen. I do want to go through uh, Super Producer Jason. If you see some comments in there that maybe I missed that you'd like to, to me to read off, they thought really good, go ahead and throw them up there. Uh, Kellen Foster saying Magnus Chroma. I don't know what happened to that, dude. I think he may have fell, fallen off the map entirely. But um you know, it, it would be uh, it'd be nice to have any one of these guys step in and be uh, really the number one. So we'll see. Now, I see some people here and I'm trying to find the beginning of it talking about Aaron is my favorite. Why would you say Aaron's your favorite? Who is that? Kick him out of this chat. Where's Aaron? Sharks stress me out. <laughs> Aaron throwing out the uh, the kissy face to him. I'll let you guys go ahead and get your own room then. Um, let's see. You can say about pretty much anyone stuck on the barricade. I missed whatever that comment was that Zach had there. Um, yeah, Kaprizov actually went fifth round. I think, yeah, there's a lot of guys that go in the fifth round that, you know, hopefully, uh, with the two fists that we got, we pick up somebody like that or, you know, <laughs> four of them in the seventh round, who knows? 
Uh, Aaron saying goalies are so difficult to gauge if they're going to be good or not, which is why I'm glad they didn't burn last year's first round on one and got Eklund instead. Yes, absolutely. I think you're referring to Wallstat. Jesper, is it Jesper Wallstat? Uh, I think it's his first name. Um, yeah, so the, the Sharks had a chance to pick him up. I'm also glad that they didn't. Uh, very happy with Eklund. Hopefully, he's one of those guys that steps in and makes this team uh, a team that is ready to go to playoffs sooner than later. Uh, oh, and we have a super chat here from Lundy. Lundy, thank you for the $1.99. Braun was a seventh round pick in 2007. Yes, he was. Uh, the Sharks have a pretty good record of uh, developing talent that's you know coming from the late round. So, um, you know, hopefully, again, hopefully it can happen. Uh, this time around, we can certainly use the luck. So uh, there's that. West Coast 83, why can't we get first-round picks instead of fifths? Well, because the guys that we're trading away don't garner first-round picks. Now, you could say Barkley Goodrow did, but we also traded a third-round pick away uh, with the Goodrow trade uh, to get that first. And, I mean, Tampa Bay, they're throwing firsts away like like crazy right now. Anyway, they they're, they they look at a player and they say, do we want him, yes or no? Yes, I don't care what we're paying for him, get him. Um, so they have the the luxury of doing that because uh, they know that they're going to win, right? Um, so they don't really care about the pick. We do care about the pick. We don't want to be giving anything away. So, uh, I'm glad to see that the sharks aren't trading anything, trying to win for next season. Uh, they're keeping their first rounders. Uh, they're just moving some assets around in a way to kind of, to try to bulk up for, uh, the next season, the season after that. So hopefully, um, hopefully they get back. Cause I don't know if we could take another season of, uh, a fourth season of no playoff hockey. we got to get back to this. So. Uh, pretty sure Goodrow is in the eight, seven save percentage in the OHL. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to keep developing and whatnot. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Just kidding. Love you, Paul. No, it's too late. It's too late. So <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that, buddy. Okay. Um, you know, honestly, I really don't have anything else. So I'm just going to jump into the week ahead here. Um, you guys, again, keep going in the comments here. Super Jason, if you see something, uh, put up on the screen, leave it there and I'll, uh, I'll try to address it when I can here. Um, can you talk about the Mickey Mouse organization that Vegas is? I hope they miss playoffs on top of messing up <laughs> royally today. Uh, I'm not sure what Vegas did today. Aaron, why don't you put that, uh, what trades they did, and uh, we'll go ahead and, and throw that up there as well. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Vegas missing playoffs. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. I hope that it does. But I just want that fan base to finally feel uh, what, it, what it is to be uh, an NHL team's fan. Uh, because you don't get to just go to the playoffs every season and you certainly don't get to compete for the cup every single season. Uh, sometimes you just need to suck. So there you go. Uh, it sounded like the no trade clause wasn't filed properly by Ottawa. Okay. I'm not sure what that was about, but okay. And then uh, Nabby, Nabby isn't the problem. Summer is in terms of development, I, I guess, for the goaltenders. You know, Nabby is going to be looking forward to working with Kakinen, I'm sure. Um, you know, Kakinen, I heard a, a podcast that he was on. He was talking about, um, you know, guys like Nidamaki and Kiprasov, who also played for the Sharks at one point, finished goaltenders that he looked up to uh, when he was a kid uh, coming into, you know, his own as a goaltender as well. So kind of cool that he sees finished goaltenders and he gets pumped up and, and inspired by them. And a couple of them played for the Sharks. So, um, you know, giving him the opportunity to come wear teal as well. Really cool stuff. OK, so the week ahead, Tuesday, we play Calgary in Calgary again. You might see Kakinen suit up for this one. Um, and that'd be great to see. I'd love to see the guy, the new guy right in action uh, right away. So there's that. Uh, Thursday in Edmonton against the Edmonton McDavid's. Uh, at least that's what uh, Randy Hahn said. So, I mean, really, it's McDavid and Drysaddle show. But, uh, yeah, play the Oilers on Thursday in Edmonton. And then, of course, on Saturday, we go up against 
the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but we're in home in San Jose. Uh, hopefully you guys get a chance to go out and check that game out. Uh, go and uh, get some some popcorn, some drinks and everything. Sit in seats. Uh, fill that place up. It looks pretty empty on TV. And when uh, whenever I've gone, it's certainly been empty. So, um, yeah, get that place nice and filled up. Show them, uh, show them that the fans still exist in San Jose, please. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, VGK create their own bad karma. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, they traded Dadanov or Dadanov. I don't know how to say that one to a team on his no trade clause. Oh, geez. Come on, Paul. They're, they're going to trade Dadanov and not have the right paperwork. <laughs> nice. Keith says lose Vegas lose. Nice. Uh, Vesa Toscala was Toscala finish. Maybe he was. It's just, yeah. Another guy. I'm sure there's lots of them. Uh, Finn, Finland has uh, has a lot of good goaltenders, I think, coming out. And I think one of the things that Kakanen had said is up until the age of 10 years old uh, was the last time that he was a skater and he went uh, goalie full time. But prior to that, in Finland, at least, they have gear that that you just kind of share uh, among the kids so that everybody gets an opportunity to play. And he said he remembers the first time that he went out, uh, he got lit up and it went really, really bad. For some reason, he decided he wanted to, to do it again. And after that, it was just like, I'm, I'm going to try goalie. And so... Obviously, it's worked out for him. Here he is in the NHL. So, um, really good stuff uh, from the Finnish netminder. Um, yeah, so I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what else to say here. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm happy that we're able to do this with uh, both YouTube and Twitch and, and Twitter. Um, I guess not both, but all three. Uh, Kessler? Kessler retired hip issue? Okay, yeah. Still being paid. That's true. VGK got him from Ottawa. VGK didn't know he had one. Is what they're saying? Oh didn't know he had one a, what a no trade clause come on that's just garbage yeah i don't know about that one anyway um again guys thank you so much for uh, for being a part of this this was awesome aaron next time we're gonna have to get you in here though bud um being able to talk with people across many different platforms has been really cool so uh i appreciate you guys stepping in from uh you know twitter and youtube and everything else uh that's awesome so uh, I think that's going to do it for here. I think we're all done. So, well, he didn't realize that Cujo was playing goal. Oh, we're just talking about random stuff now. My goodness. Oh, Saros, Rene, Rask. Oh, yeah, all finished goaltending. You're right. Yeah, there's a lot of them. That's great. Okay. Well, hey, um, hopefully he has the same level of success that those guys have had. I'm looking forward to it. So that's going to wrap it up for episode number 147. Again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, Lenny, for the super chat. I appreciate all the comments that were going on in here. But we're going to wrap it up. Say goodbye. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And Aaron's in Mexico. (laughs) And we'll see you guys probably next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com, where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.